0: I'm actually quite, when I started flying, I was scared of heights. And learning to fly when you're scared of heights was also a little bit of a challenge.
1: Hi, I'm Paul. In this episode, I'll be talking with Janessa Duffy, a pilot who says she was afraid of heights before she started flying. So, your first flying lessons, you're afraid of, of heights. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, not,
1: that's not uncommon, right? I think a lot yeah, of people. No, it's not. Yeah. Janessa is a Navy vet, a fixed wing CFI, a private helicopter pilot, and is the chief flight instructor for Icon Aircraft. And this is the greatest adventure she's ever flown on.
0: Kind of the fun part about the Exumas is one, you're just surrounded by blue water. It just it gives you a lot of things to, I guess, learn from because you're scoping out new areas you've never been to before.
1: Janessa flew to the Bahamas for a film shoot that had her hunting for beaches in the Exumas and also docking an airplane against a yacht.
0: Based on the water conditions and everything, I kind of used the yacht as a protected, um, almost like a little island. It's so big and I laid it behind it and then was able to pull up uh, to the dock.
1: So what does adventure flying mean to her? A pilot who decided to wait a fair amount of time before she took to the air. This is what took her from repairing submarines in the Navy to searching for sandbars in the Icon A5. This is adventure flying. When I first asked you to narrow down all of your flying experience into one adventure or to pick out one adventure that you could think of, what 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 initially crossed your mind?
0: I think the very first thing that crossed my mind was uh, flying to the Bahamas. I mean, one, it was the first time ICON had flown international. It was the first time I had flown international as a pilot. And then um, just flying around the Bahamas in general as a seaplane pilot was... A crazy experience.
1: How long had you been with Icon, and also how long had you been a seaplane pilot before someone taps you on the shoulder and says, "Bahamas, here we come"?
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah, that's pretty much. I got a phone call like, "Hey, you're leaving to the Bahamas in three days." So I was like, "Oh, okay." Um, I was pretty fresh with the company. I was maybe l- less than four four months. I started in June, and then that trip was in um, I think beginning of. Of December of that year, so it was just a couple months. But I didn't have a ton of experience before I started working for Icon, so maybe I had a hundred or two hundred hours of seaplane time at the at the time. Maybe
1: I've talked to people that have wanted to fly since they were like nine, pilot dreamers. <laughs> was that you? You just kind of went for it later?
0: Yeah. No, yeah, super random. I was in the Navy for a couple years, and I got out kind of unexpectedly, and I started going to school for IT. And I realized this was not the world for me. I just wanted to do something then from what I was doing previous to then now sitting at a desk all day was, it was a big jump. It was a big change. And I wanted something that was just a little bit more challenging, I guess. Um, and also uh, adventurous that kind of like the whole travel aspect of being a pilot at the time, even when I was like, I don't know if I want to do IT. It was like super random. I just went for like a discovery flight at my local airport and I was like, okay, I think, I mean, this is way funner than what I'm doing now. I could probably do this. And within like two months, I would quit my job and transferred schools and um, started started flying. And I was 24, 25. So in the aviation world or the grand scheme of pilots, it's kind of a late, late start.
1: So in this episode, we're going to learn that Janessa, obviously very skilled, very experienced pilot, but also a really, really good roommate.
0: I was initially supposed to go to San Diego and be on a a destroyer um, and do actually kind of like for for pilots, it was the helicopter, like the ILS system. I was going to be working on some of the avionics and um, ILS systems for helicopters on the helipad. That was what I was going to do. And um, my roommate at the time or like one of the girls in my school got the orders to Guam and to the USS Frank Cable, which is the ship that I ended up going to. And she did not want to go to Guam. And she honestly she started like hysterically crying in front of our person that gave us our orders. She just started crying. So I was like, I'll go to Guam. I'm like, I don't really care where I go. I don't even know where Guam is, but I'll go. Um, and so I switched orders with her. So she went to San Diego and I ended up going to Guam. So I was overseas for almost a full four years. And I actually worked on the submarines that pulled in a port into Guam. Um, and then we would travel. Um, we, they'd fly us kind of all over the, the Micronesia Islands and, and the Middle East to repair submarines when they pulled in a port.
1: You could be working on a pit stop on Formula One cars or probably... Jumping out of airplanes with people instead of flying the things, right? <laughs> so, I mean, what do you yeah. what, what do you think inherently about flying brought you the adventure?
0: I think it's a little bit of the challenge, right? I, I think there are. Um, I mean, I think it's it's what like six percent of, of the population are pilots, right? And of that six percent, I think maybe you know three percent or one. I don't know what what the percentage of it is are women. Uh, but it, it's just the, the kind of the elite, you know, not everybody's a pilot, you get to travel, depending on what type of career you choose. I mean, you can fly anything you want that that's out there. So um, it just gives you a lot of options in different experiences and traveling and also a sense of control of what is happening while you're in the air and, and making those decisions and stuff. I don't think I can be a uh, he talked about jumping out of an airplane. I don't think I would ever do that, but, um, I'm actually quite, when I started flying, I was scared of heights and learning to fly when you're scared of heights was also a little bit of a challenge, but.
1: So your first flying lessons, you're afraid of, of heights.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's um, not, that's
1: not uncommon, right? I think a lot yeah, of people. No, yeah. yeah. I mean, do you encounter I mean, that as a flight instructor? I
0: do. Honestly, probably one of the biggest things that I, here especially giving demos to people that are thinking about being a pilot that are not pilots they're like oh you know i'm scared of heights i don't know if i could you know if i'll like flying or being in a small aircraft and i tell people i'm like i'm scared of heights like i get queasy if i like go on a ladder and like look over (laughs) you know that's too high so it but it's completely different when you're in control of what you're doing like once you're in the plane and you understand what's happening and you're actually able to control the aircraft confidently like it's completely different than standing over a building and looking over um and i i try to you know just share with people my experience and kind of getting over that fear
1: it's always interesting for me to learn why people decide to become pilots it's not exactly easy it can be a bit cumbersome sometimes you're flying in smelly planes it's neither here nor there but in Janessa's case, she didn't really grow up around flying, and she didn't take up an opportunity to fly until after her Navy career was over.
0: I have my private helicopter add-on I did about two years ago, and about a year and a half, and I want to get my commercial add-on probably at the end of 2021. But I did my training in an R-22, which they, they everyone jokes, like, if you can fly an R-22, you can fly any helicopter that's there, because it's just so much more work. Um, And you're just constantly thinking and doing something. And to me, I mean, it's much more of a skill to fly a helicopter than it is an airplane. So you're just, as I feel like, especially a small, small helicopter like that, it's a little bit more mentally tiring than, you know, than anything else. But um, it's a a different experience.
1: Janessa had only been punching her time card at ICON for a few months before someone ostensibly tapped her on the shoulder and said, hey, you're coming to Bahamas with us for a film shoot. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so I mean, it was our first. Um, I mean, and this was circa 2018, I think. Um, no, 2017, end of 2017. So Kirk Hawkins was was still with the company. He's like one of those like visionary type people. They're like, I see this. This is going to be great. We're going to go out and take all these awesome pictures, and we did, and it was awesome. Um, but when you're invited to something like that, you r- relatively to the company and with the CEO, you're like, oh, crap. OK, so um, you do a lot of kind of research beforehand, but you re- really didn't know where we were going because it was our first time flying the A5 over in the Bahamas. Um, as a company or I think that was the first time an A5 ever went international so we were just kind of learning along the way you know learning from like a paperwork perspective realizing what do you have to do to fly internationally what was a a process in itself and making sure you had all the appropriate paperwork and the aircraft was registered properly and um it seemed like a lot of work but it honestly it it wasn't that bad um and then going over there and being prepared for some of the situations and and water environment that as a relatively new seaplane pilot although i had a decent amount of hours i had done most of my hours in one or two locations and um going to the bahamas was really one of the first times i had explored outside of my Um, my main local arena of flying so it was it was a mix of like I can't believe this is my job like I'm getting paid to do this kind of thing and um, just absorbing the experience I mean it was we weren't there for leisure you know it wasn't like we flew uh, flew in and landed and you know we had mai ties and hung out the beach like we were working you know from sunup to sundown you know Twelve to fifteen hour day, like they were long days to do a photo
1: shoot, like we did. How many people went down there and were part of the shoot?
0: Um, I mean, we had a maintenance crew. We had a film, like two film guys. We had like models with us, and we only had three airplanes. Which, you know, that that's three pilots and three passengers. So we actually had to, um, uh, we actually had to charter another airplane to get most of our crew, crew and equipment because we flew initially when we left. We took off from Miami, the Miami seaplane base, which has international, it's an airport of entry, which is really nice. So we took off from Miami international and we flew into Nassau. And then from, I mean, the first day in Nassau, we went flying around Nassau and we actually met up with one of our owners. They had their yacht out there. They didn't have their A5, but they had their yacht. And we were using their yacht to do some photo shoot stuff for Boat US. Um, so I mean that the first day we kind of went out and scouted that that whole scenario which was also my first time, you know, docking up to a yacht. Um it was my first time doing like open water type landings um and then flying which we very quickly learned that there's no VFR flying in the Bahamas. If you don't know, I mean, uh, night flying, VFR night flying in the Bahamas. Um, so we were also time limited as far as what we could do before sunrise and sunset. So we try to take off the next morning to do a sunrise shoot, and the tower was like, "Yeah, it's before sunrise, you can't." <laughs> you
1: yeah. know, for someone for their first time, let's say they're familiar with Miami, but they're going to the Bahamas. What did you learn, or what do you think they'd learn on a recce flight? just flying around the Bahamas for their first time.
0: So in retrospect from like a much more experienced, uh, seaplane pilot now versus then, like I was very much following the lead of the two pilots that I was with at the time, which were much more experienced than I were. Um, I was at the time, but I mean, things that I do now, like, I mean, there are boating, boating apps out there that that give you information as far as like water depth and tide information and obstructions in the water. And and things like that, that I wor- wasn't super aware of, or that I was utilizing as much as I probably should have been. So a lot of the times, I mean, we were flying around, and we had no specific area in mind that we wanted to go to it was literally like, we're going to take off and go fly until we find a really cool, like pretty place protected area to land. So I mean, the Bahamas, the places that we went to, I mean, the water environment wasn't terrible at certain times of the day so we were able to land uh, and find pretty decent protected sheltered areas but i mean again like just like in the key west or anywhere really like if you don't find a decent protected area i mean water can get pretty rough so you don't want to put yourself in a position where um you know y- you think you're you think you're going to one spot and you get there and the water is just not what what it is what you think or hope it is is going to be Flying to the Exumas and just seeing the the crystal blue waters and then kind of like the the fun part about flying around there to me was like the hunting for a place to land in beach. So we stopped at a couple of the islands and we ended up going to Norman's Key too, which is the the runway strip, um, just a couple islands um, on the the chain south. Um, But that was kind of the fun part about the Exumas is one, you're just surrounded by blue water um, and then the, you know, the hunt and flying around to, to find these places, to the beach. So, um, it just, it gives you a lot of, uh, things to, I guess, learn from cause you're scoping out new areas you've never been to before, but also, um, you know, the fun part of, of landing someplace, super isolated and hanging out for a half day.
1: Now that you're a helicopter pilot fl- flying an amphib down there, or if you were to go back, would you want an amphib or would you want a helicopter? Oh, a helicopter.
0: <laughs> One, it's a lot easier. You can put a helicopter down anywhere. It doesn't matter what the water conditions are. Um, so, I mean, if the water is too rough, it doesn't matter. He's laying on the, on the beach somewhere. I don't know the regulations as far as landing helicopters on deserted islands, in the Bahamas. I'm sure there, there might be some, but I mean, they were pretty friendly to seaplanes, so I can't imagine them uh, disliking helicopters
1: as far as the actual flying goes is it similar to anywhere else you've been in the united states
0: um i would say i mean the closest thing is miami and, and key west i mean it's certainly there's nothing like flying to the bahamas i mean it's just it's just so isolated there's no bill you know especially when you go down to the Exumas. it's just very like private there's no, no tourists. There's, you know, you don't have to worry about a ton of boats so that that's nice. I mean, there's so many different islands that you have to choose from and where you're going. And then there's also like scattered, um, uncontrolled airports all over the place. So even if you do, you know, plan on going to an Island, I can guarantee you, there's probably an airport, you know, within a couple islands away, if not pretty close by, uh, that you can get to. um. So you have options. But I mean, I think flying in Florida or just along the coast in general, I mean, you can fly, we fly the intercoastal a lot um, on the East Coast. So it's, it's just it's, you know, saltwater operations, beachy vibes. Um, it's just different. It's nice.
1: If you follow general aviation, it's likely you've seen some photos of the Icon A5 amphibious aircraft. One of the more popular photos of the airplane is a shot of three A5s that are docked up against a yacht that's owned by A5 owner Carl Allen of Allen Exploration. And for those not familiar with the amphibious capabilities of the A5, docking a plane against a ship might seem a bit different. And given that this was also Janessa's first time flying in the Bahamas, one could assume docking a plane against a yacht was maybe a bit different for her as well.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much, I mean, we had like, well, we obviously talked about it before, but I mean, it was the three of us, we all took off and so, the two main pilots, I was kind of like I was the new guy on the block, right? and the two um obviously Kirk and the other pilot were much more experienced in formation flying. They had done photo shoots together and stuff. So I was more of like the cargo plane, right? So I was carrying equipment, I was carrying people, I was making like multiple trips to different stop um different areas to pick up more people so um i was I was the one that kind of landed, re- like positioned the a five for you see one of the a fives on on the dock in the back and then there's one a5 obviously flying over and then the photo plane so um we didn't really know where like we knew the area it was and we had radio communication with the yacht but i mean three of us flew over there they kind of um we kind of separated i kind of checked out the area as far as where um to land and and based on the water conditions and everything i kind of used the yacht as a protected um almost like a little island. It's so big. I laid it behind it and then was able to pull up uh, to the dock, which kind of helps, especially if you're in more open, open water, it gives you a little bit of a protection zone to land in. Um, <clears throat> and then coming up and then you have all these people. I mean, you, you have a huge crew of uh, this giant yacht staring at you as you do this for the first time and you're coming into land. So it's certainly a lot of, a lot of pressure, like don't mess up, but, um, It was it was crazy. And then like you get up and everyone's so nice and you see they have jet skis and mini boats and, you know, a submarine, like a three person submarine on on the boat. And then they have this big giant crane that they use to actually lift the A-5 up. So the first day we just did some aerial shots, the the A-5 on the back. And then the next day we um, we came back and we did um, actually craning the A-5 up onto the yacht and folding the wings and placing, because that's what they do. They use the, the, their A-5 and that yacht all the time together. So we were getting some experience using the yacht, the crane, um, and, and bringing the, the plane on and off of it, it itself. So that was that was a journey. I mean,
1: what is the difference between pushing the envelope and just a fun adventure to you personally? What is that line?
0: Um, it, it's, it's about the mission, right? So, I mean, we were there for a specific goal. We were there as a company to create uh, the content uh, that we have out there for the Bahamas. So it's certainly a little bit more challenging because we're repeating everything that we're doing over and over again. Uh, and Allen exploration uses their yacht and their plane all the time. So the operation itself, 100% safe. I mean, they use it, they, do, I, I don't know. I think they use it for like treasure hunting and like taking people on tours or, or whatever the case they be um, who are on that yacht. But operation itself, yes, 100 percent safe. But it's just realizing when you're working for a company or you're trying to um, create content um, for marketing and stuff like that is is already going to be a little bit more work. Um, than just going in and flying and doing a landing and enjoying it leisurely. So uh, a lot of the stuff that might seem, you know, exce- not ex I don't want to use the word excessive, but might seem a little bit more challenging um, from a photo perspective is not necessarily hard. It's just capturing the easy stuff. Sometimes is hard.
1: <laughs> well, but for you personally though, right? Like do you fly right now as a job or do you fly for adventure or do you look at the both one and the same?
0: Um, I don't see them one in the same. I mean, it's, it's certainly a little bit different. I I think I I talked to some of the owners a lot. I'm like, and I see, um, this places that they're going and stuff and all the fun that they're having. I was like, man, you guys are just crushing it. as far as, um, just exploring and enjoying your plane, I feel like it's a, it's a little bit different of experience when I'm in the airplane. It is for work now. I mean, it's also an adventure and it's fun and exciting. And it's, it's a unique work experience. Um, do I go out and fly on a regular basis for myself? Not as much as I'd like to.
1: I mean, you had this incredible adventure that you'll never be able, that you'll never forget. What did you think you took away from it that made you a safer pilot?
0: Um, I learned some, like a couple really valuable lessons while I was there. One was like, So we stopped at a couple of the islands where they had marinas. So obviously we can use MoGas, but a lot of the marinas are not capable or are like really user-friendly for, especially low-wing seaplanes. A lot of the marinas where the the fuel is, is much higher because they have these really nice big yachts that pull in. So getting fuel in some of these isolated marinas was a challenge. And honestly, the easiest thing that would have, Prevented that um, as if we just brought an empty five gallon jug with us because we could have just walked over the marina, got the fuel, and then walked back to the beach and and put the fuel in instead of trying to maneuver the A five into the marina, um, which sometimes we needed you know help from our maintenance crew or people around to you know kind of hold hold the plane in position while we were trying to fill up on the water in these um, pretty small marina areas. So that was a huge lesson learned. Um, was I would just bring if you're planning on going to islands where there's marinas or isolated areas like I would just bring an empty five gallon fuel tank with me one of my other really good uh, memories from that is we landed at one of the beaches and usually like when we land on a beach like you can find a tree or something to tie off the plane it's not that uh, big of a deal but there was there was nothing close enough that we could bring all the ropes to to tie the planes off to so we ended up kind of mooring the planes out um, just a little bit on the shoreline but we found like just these big massive boulder rocks tie around and we kind of moored them out there <laughs> Um what i learned very quickly uh, with some of the tide information is that those rocks will break up pretty quickly so i ended up um, jumping into the water and swimming out into the ocean to collect an a5 that had uh, <laughs> found itself to be loose from the rock that we tied it to underneath the water, so I would say make sure that you bring some kind of um, either uh, you know they have those like really lightweight jet ski screw downs. We didn't ha- we didn't have anything to screw it into the water, and we didn't have any of our uh, maintenance crew or anything with us at the time. It was just us three, so we just had to make shift find a way to secure the plane. So after swimming out into the ocean and being terrified of getting eaten by sharks, um, I learned that lesson very quickly.
1: Do you have a favorite photo has a special meaning to you or you look back and you're like, yep, that's the trip in a nutshell?
0: I mean, there is, I mean, there's a lot of personal photos. I took probably 500 photos um, throughout the Bahamas trip. And then I look back, I'm like, dang, that is crazy. I can't believe we pulled that off or, oh my God, that was so much fun. I mean, I really like the, I mean, obviously all the stuff with the yacht was it's just crazy like you don't see stuff like that a lot so those were some of my favorite collection but then when you go into the Exumas there's a picture of Spike which was the pilot and Ashley um, which uh, Kirk's assistant slash uh, volunteer model for the photo shoot was when we were in the marina and it's just like the marina had caused a lot of just memories in general from trying to get fuel or bring it in and bring it out and getting stuck in circles while a big giant yacht comes in it was very small um so i just have a lot of memories about that marina and i always find it you know amusing when i see those photos but it was just cool to wrap them like yeah we, we got that done
1: so if you're interested in learning more about janessa or following her on social media and all that jazz her social handle is i got your six six like the number it's probably a pretty popular uh, social media handle which shows you she's probably had that for a while but but anyway if you're a flight instructor or interested in learning more about icon flight training she's usually a good point of contact for those things as well visit iconaircraft.com and submit a query through our contact form and our crack team will handle it from there if you like this episode please give it a positive review or tell your friends or both Your support helps get more people interested in general aviation, which even if that's not something keeping you up at night is a cool thing. Hopefully you aren't opposed to doing so either way. I'm Paul. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care.